0: Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. 2 Corinthians 3 verses 7-6 Today, I will be reading from the New King James Version. Please flip your Bible to Isaiah chapter 66. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one I will look, on him who is poor and of contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. He who kills a bull is as if he slays a man, he who sacrifices a lamb as if he breaks a dog's neck. He who offers a grain offering, as if he offers swine's blood. He who burns incense, as if he blesses an idol. Just as they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delights in their abominations, so will I choose their delusions, and bring their fears on them. Because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not hear. But they did evil before my eyes, and chose that in which I do not delight. So as you can see here, this is God talking to us. He states where his throne room is, and he states... Basically what this world is In comparison to him Because he Is the creator of all things Therefore What is man Kind compared to him Everything that exists Is because of him And his hand and his work That he has accomplished The earth Humans the creatures, everything. All those things exist because of him. Then he explains to us the kind of people that he will look after, the kind of people that he will listen to, those who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and those who tremble at his word. That is whom he will Listen and look upon when they pray to Him. 4 verse 2 Ray Comfort says If you want God to hear your prayers, keep your heart free from conceit, forsake every adulterous thought about Him, and tremble at His word. See yourself as a desperately wicked and condemned criminal who has the rope of execution around his neck, suddenly holding in his hands a pardon from the governor. So we must look at ourselves and be honest with ourselves, the condition of our hearts when we come before the Lord. Whether we are saved by his saving grace through the blood of Jesus. Or have not given our lives to him yet. No matter who you are. You must be honest. For the sake of yourself. And for the sake of when you approach the Lord. Also through verse 3. He's explaining that you don't need to make a sacrifice just as in the olden days when the Jews would make a blood sacrifice you know for God so that they can approach him you don't need to do that because of the finished work of the cross but If you choose to continue in your old ways and if you don't come to God with an honest heart and a clear conscience and you continue to bow down to idols and things that the Lord does not approve of, the Lord himself, it says in verse four, will choose your delusions And this goes for all mankind, maybe not in particularly to us personally. But like I said, it's all based upon you, yourself, and I. And your relationship with the Lord. The Lord calls out to all people. He calls and he talks and he speaks out to every person in the land. But there are still people today who do not hear him. And even though deep down they know that there is a God and he does exist, but they choose not to obey They do evil before his eyes anyway, and chose to be involved in things that God does not delight. So now here in verse 5, God is now talking to those who do tremble at his word, and who do fear the Lord and have to hear what he has to say. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word. Your brethren who hated you, who cast you out for my name's sake said, Let the Lord be glorified, that we may see your joy, but they shall be ashamed. The sound of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, the voice of the Lord who fully repays his enemies. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor... She gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says your God? So here are a few things that I grasped and that came to my mind while reading this portion of the word. So one... Those who tremble at his word, those of us who do want to hear what the Lord has to say, he's saying, hear the word of the Lord now and hear what I have to say because he is speaking and those of us who hear his voice will listen. Then it says, your brethren who hated you, who casted you out for my name's sake. So, those of us who are of the Lord and who are born again, because you must be born again to get to the kingdom of God. There are going to be a lot of people who you just don't mesh with anymore. Some hate you, some just don't mesh, whatever it is. Your crew has definitely changed. And that's because you should have changed. Because once you come to the Lord, your desires change. It's just what happens. But allow the Lord to to be glorified. The Lord is your joy. And your strength. And anything that you do. Even if it's you changing. Your personal decisions. Of your daily life. Of what you choose to do. In this life. In this body. May it be done. For his name's sake. May what you do in this body be your reasonable service and worship to the Lord. Don't allow people's judgments. Don't allow what people may think of you or maybe even your own self. How you put yourself down because you no longer mesh with certain people or not a lot of people at all. Don't allow that to bring you down. Because ultimately at the end of the day, we will meet our maker. And you won't regret the decisions that you've made for him. I also loved when it says... Who fully repays his enemies. And at the end of the day, this world looks pretty rough. It looks rough right now. The whole earth, the way that everything's going down, and the way that it's gonna go down, because it's not over yet, is rough. And you may think that the evil one is getting away with a lot of stuff. And you may think that hope is not on the horizon because it just keeps coming. It just keeps happening. But the Lord fully repays his enemies, which means it's coming and he will. So you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about making a revenge You don't have to worry about having to do something that's above and beyond your pay grade. He fully repays his enemies. And he will. Now verses 7 to 9. A lot of this can be compared to how the nation of Israel was born in a day. And you can go... And research that yourself of how Israel became to be. And how those verses are in relation to that. And how God works in marvelous ways. Because it is important. But what caught my attention was the fact of the matter. Let's see. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Did you catch that? So, she wasn't even in labor yet. And she wasn't even in pain yet. So, before she was in labor, she gave birth. And before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Male child, sorry. Have you heard such a thing? Have you seen such a thing like this happen? No. Usually when a woman is giving birth to a child, she goes into labor. And she goes through the pain. Right? So whatever Holy Spirit is relaying to you in that moment, jot that down. Jot that down of whatever he's saying to you. If you hear any noises in the background, that's my two dogs playing. So excuse that. (laughs) Verse 9. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? So I just want to think, I want you to think about your own problems Your own story. Whatever it is that the Lord. Had promised to you. That you know he has. And you've been waiting for it. Is he going to give. Is he going to. Bring you to it. And then not. Cause the delivery. Is he going to bring you to it. And not. Allow it to come to pass. Is he going to. Cause. any? any pain in your life and it not mean anything? Job once said but when I hoped for good evil came and when I waited for light darkness came this is in Job 30 verse 26 and I'm sure You have felt this way, that you just keep hoping and praying for goodness, for the goodness of the Lord. But all these bad things just seem to be happening and they don't seem to be coming to a close. But in Genesis 50 verse 20, it says, as you, as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. So, the enemy, because our main enemy in this life is a spiritual one. Okay? And they don't want us to be blessed. They really don't. They don't want God to bring all things together to work out for our good. They don't want that. But, no matter who it is, if they mean evil against you, God will turn it around for your good. And actually, I've seen that in my own life recently, where my husband literally, only a few days ago, lost his job. He lost his job because of the arrogance of someone else. Someone else decided to stir up trouble with him, and he tried to ignore them and just move on with his job. But the other person continued it on anyway, and The bosses and the higher-ups of that job decided that my husband was the one that looked too scary and that he was going to hurt this other person even though he had no intention to. He was just trying to let it go in the first place. So my husband was the one that got fired You know, and my husband's been working there a while, over a year or so, and this person had just started working two months in. And he already had a bad rep from the get-go as a person with a bad attitude and just someone who loved quarrels. But they decided to take it out on my husband and my husband got fired. So here we are. Thinking like, oh man, what are we going to do? But even though we were like, oh man, what are we going to do? I had this inner peace, you know, that while this is a stressful situation, I just had this peace. And I'm like, it's whatever. It's going to work out. You know, my husband is definitely stressed right now especially with what we've gone through in the past couple of years with the loss of his father and our dog and a bunch of other things in between. And he's stressed. I get that. But I had this peace that God was going to solve it, right? And sure enough, a day or two later, not even, you know, in, like right before this had occurred... He had a divine encounter with someone he knew long ago that was his best friend, but they hadn't spoken in years. You know, because all things are for a reason, right? Well, he just so happened to walk into that shop before this occurred, and they exchanged numbers. And long story short, after this occurred, this person, his friend, Is also a Christian. And his father's a Christian. And his family's a Christian. And they own a shop. And this person's in the army. And is going to be on the front lines. For 400 days on deployment soon. And he's setting my husband up. Before he leaves. And if that is not the hand of God. And he starts Monday. And that's that. And guess what? God turned it around for our good because this place, it has better hours, better pay, and most likely a better environment since it's Christian owned. So, all things work out. All things work out, praise the Lord. And... This verse here, shall I not bring the time of birth and not cause a deliv- delivery? So God brings us through things, right? But we have to trust that he's not just going to go through them with us, but he's gonna see us through that. He's gonna deliver his intentions for you. And I'm here to tell you today that he is going to, and he will, And his promises are true. And he is faithful. He is so, so faithful. Even when it looks bleak. Verse 10. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad with her, all who love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all you who mourn for her. That you may feed and be satisfied with the consolation of her bosom that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed on her sides that you be carried and be dantled on her knees as one whom his mother comforts So will I comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. So rejoice now. Rejoice now, because it's coming. The Lord will make sure that he will extend a peace to you. He will make sure that at the end of the day you will be fed, you will be satisfied, and you will be delighted in all that he's giving you. And he's close to the broken hearted. So remember that. If you're broken hearted, he's close to you. And as one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you, he says. He will comfort you. And may you be comforted by these words today. And even though that this chapter continues, I'm going to end it there on that note. I'm just going to end it there. So that you can soak in the goodness of the Lord. Here and now. Until next time. Bye bye. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice. And your bones shall flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants. And his indignation to his enemies. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 14, New King James Version.